there's someone you should meet. All right, ladies and gents, we back. I know you missed us. Mm-hmm. None, of you, none of you told me that you missed us, but I know you did. I know you're just trying to plan hard to get. We know it, but we are back, man. Vinny, I feel like I've been been to the the end of the time end of the timeline for all things end and back. But uh, it's good good to be here back online. Yeah, with you. yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think we we tweeted out we were in uh, intense negotiations with Amazon, Jeffrey Bezos, and he literally ghosted us uh, and went to space. So that's how our negotiation tactics are going. It's good to be back, Josh. I, I got to say, man, you, you you give me this outlet to just come on here, spit my hot takes, talk about things that I care about, and then you took them away from me. So I'm 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 ready to go. I'm like Giannis. I'm Giannis, and 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 I'm ready for to win the title tonight. I'm ready to win this podcast today. So, um, let's do this. Let's do it, homie. We got uh, lots of Marvel to catch catch up on. Had a couple little events happen. First was finally after much much delay, Black Widow finally entered our Disney Plus subscriptions or our theaters, whichever you preferred. And then days after, we had the grand finale of Loki season one. Man, it was what it was wonder. It was one to remember. Vinny, take take us away. Give us a little. Give us a little read. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, you know, we we haven't talked about Loki since about the halfway point. So I think like just super fast. Episode four, we had. You know, the romantic bonds were bursting up from our screens. Uh, Sylvie and Loki were captured by the TVA. And that's when the big bomb dropped, right? The TVA agents are variants themselves. Um, and then B-15 kind of sees her future. She helps attack the timekeepers. You figure out that they're just androids. And then we jumped into episode five, one of my favorites of the season. That's when um, they, they go to the void. Sylvie self-prunes herself. Um, and, they, and they essentially figure out while running with all these other Lokis, kind of one of the great great moments of the season was Gator Loki and, and all the different Lokis that we got to see. It was this crazy. It was so lost inspired. If you watch lost, I'm a huge lost fan, the smoke monster, the hatch in the ground, all those great things. But, you know, essentially uh, classic Loki or Richard E. Grant got, he got to get in the action, put on his tights, sacrifice himself. And then Loki and Sylvie kind of got to chant the smoke monster ally together. And then that led us into our season finale. Uh, our season finale, I think it was um, the anticipation. Josh, I woke up at 4 a.m. to watch it. Um, Loki and Sylvie, right? They were just, they were they were going for it. <laughs> and Miss Minutes scared the hell out of me. I was like, oh my God. And um, yeah, and then you, you, you know, we were all wondering, like, how is this going to end? How is this, who's the big bad? And everyone was kind of skeptical that they were actually going to put out this big bad in these shows. These shows are pulling these punches. And the next thing you know, he who remains, he's there. Jonathan Majors, he's there. Um, and so, you know, you got to have this crazy, I mean, this episode was, it was like 40 minutes of talking, very, very little action. And, you know, and then essentially what happens is that they get offered these deals. Um, he offers them to take over the TVA. They get offered to kind of reinsert their timelines. 
Um, and then they, Loki and Sylvie kind of come to grips with what's going on and they couldn't disagree. And then Sylvie kind of tragically kills he who remains, unleashing the timeline. Kind of, I mean, Doctor Strange is waking up going, oh, hell no. And then, you know, next thing you know, these two are separated and we move into um, kind of the, the phase four. We entered into phase four with a really big, big reveal of kind of where we're headed in this whole universe. And Kevin Feige, and damn it, buddy, if you didn't just pull it off again. So I, I, that's kind of my summary there, Josh. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on kind of this second half of the season? And, 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 and tell me in, in, in 30 words or less, just kind of what your pulse is now that lo- we know how Loki ends. I think for the first for the first time in the dis the the Disney show era of of the MCO, we finally have an ending that makes you want more. Uh, yeah. Really, I felt like at the, at the end of this, you know, with WandaVision, Doc Winter Soldier, they kind of felt complete by the end. Like if we don't see, you know, if we don't have a WandaVision season two or Falcon Winter Soldier season two, we probably we probably be fine probably be fine with it because the the stories all kind of just seem to circle around they seem to they seem finalized and complete by the end and this is the first time where it ended and i was frustrated in a good in a good way yeah where i'm like this i can't i can't wait a year now for see for season two i need to know where where this goes and uh that was it was just so it was so much fun it was cool how it kind of kind of ended the way it began as far as it's kind of it was sort of a, a, another info dump where the yeah the first episode you're you're coming in wondering what it what is happening where are we what is this and it kind of ends on the same, same note with meeting Kang and they sit down and it's similar and it's similar to uh to Mobius and Loki sitting down in the premiere where they're just where you have this person who knows so much more than Loki, some that he hasn't been used to all throughout the MCU up to this moment, and try and being spilled all this new info that he's trying to decide whether to believe or not not to believe. It was just brilliant. We had all these theories going in. Uh, definitely, Kang was among that theories list. But to even even with something where you know, if you're a Marvel fan and watch the YouTube videos break breakdowns, you're familiar with this character know this is a possibility but to still kind of subvert those expectations of who can yeah. of who Kang was and for Jonathan Majors just to come and just chew scenery mm. the way he chews on an apple um and just blow just blow everyone away it was just a it was just a delight and it just it paid off in such a good good way where you understand why Sylvie did did what she did because you really don't know you didn't really know what to believe in that in that moment. And everything just culminated so well. Just a crowning achievement uh, for the folks behind behind Loki. And uh, you got to think that coming away from this, that they'll probably be looking at the success of the show and all the the acclaim that it's gotten because it's certainly gotten more acclaim than. Uh, and this is no bash to Wandavision. And, Talk Winter Soldier as well. Yeah, but bash him a little bit, Josh. Bash him a little bit. <laughs> so it just uh you just felt you just felt throughout Loki that I think with each up ep- each episode, even at the uh low even the lower points of the season, there wasn't I think from the very beginning, uh, at least for me, I was like, This is this is better. This is this is better than what 
one division was giving me this is better than what falcon winter soldier was giving me and yeah. we'll get and spoiler alert get into it later this is this was a lot better in my opinion than what black widow gave us but it just speaks to the greatness that was this season so what say you yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Major's performance was the one thing I think they were leaning in on the Easter eggs a little bit more with Kang. It actually isn't Kang for what it's worth. He who remains. But anyways, that that is is something to to <laughs> you you dogged me for not being a Marvel thing. So anyways, the the the, the way he said Sylvie, grow up. I I like I've been like saying that just like in my head and just. I mean, the performance alone, I think we can honestly say is like, even though we knew it was coming, we didn't know we were going to get that. The mannerisms, the jumping on the desk, the clicking of his tongue, the way he was eating an apple a la Brad Pitt in the Oceans movie, just constantly eating. I was just loving it. And so, you know, I, I think what you, it's hard not to compare, right? We got a rapid show and like, I think we could like, would you agree with me just yes or no, that it goes like Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is that your rating? Yes. 100%. Okay. Okay, good. And so like WandaVision was good and it was creative and it was done, but like the ending of this mattered, right? It mattered. They were pulling their punches in these first two shows. I'm not even really sure what the implications of what happened in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like we let Wanda like just like torture people and do what she wants and just deuced out of town. Where like Loki's had repercussions that set this thing, and like they were able to distill a bad guy in a Marvel Cinematic Universe show for that's really gonna shift into in, into Phase Four. And like we talk about one things, like I, I I said this on a on a you know unreleased podcast, but like. The two nitpicks for Marvel for me are one is they're not good at romance. This show gave us great romance. It gave us great romance between Sylvie and Loki. I mean, it paid off at the end. I was interested in them. Like that was the best romance Marvel has done. And then the second thing is you always say is like we have villain problem. And so are am I ready to say like we have this incredible actor that he could do these performances? And here's the thing. Like I joked about it earlier with Kang, but like, He's not Kang. He's he who remains. And, 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 and he who remains has different variants of himself. We have Immortus. He was wearing the Immortus outfits. There's Iron Lad. And there is Kang. But we know that it is based on the way that he described this. He's Nathaniel Richards, this 13th century scientist. And like at the end of the episode, the statue that you see, it is Kang. So we're going to get like we've opened up this possibility of like this incredible actor, this villain that we've kind of been banging for ever since we lost Thanos. And honestly, I think some of the, the, the phase one through three villains are overrated. So like we have different variations. He can almost play like a split personality character. So it was awesome. I mean, it was just, uh, it was so good. I was so infatuated with everything that was going on, the acting, the scenery, the repercussions of it all. It was just great. I mean, like Josh, like would you would you just and you just got to answer right now? Would you put this in your top five? Anything that Marvel has ever released? Ooh, that is right now. I think I'm still too emotional. I'm gonna say it's right outside the top. Okay, top five. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely think that it's better than almost everything. Like I, I, I just off the top of my head, I'm like maybe you know Endgame had its moments. I'm a, I'm the biggest Winter Soldier fan. I love Ragnarok and I love Guardians. But other than those four movies right there, I'm just like, sign me up. Sign me up for season two. Like, when else do you get Owen Wilson? When else do you get all this that's going on, right? And so I just, 
the show succeeded in a way that the others couldn't. And it was solely, it was a lot had to do with performances. It had a lot to do with the stakes and like whole season. I kept saying like, Hey, I don't need to know how this impacts the greater universe. And when I lost those expectations, when I wasn't expecting the devil to show up or for, you know, Reed Richards to show up or anything like that, I was actually more pleasantly surprised uh, because the performances alone were enough for a worthy, for a really good show. Um, But then, and what we got we really kind of set up the later the later universe so I, i'm pretty excited i think shouts to owen wilson shouts to tom hiddleston and shouts to um you know sophia di martino i just um it was really great so josh let's ask this who who was the mvp of the season you know we are we gave the mvp award out this year to who won the mvp in the nba who did win the MVP in the NBA? What a year that was. Oh, Jokic. Jokic. Denver, my local guy. Yeah, and then, yeah. So, Jokic was the big winner of the NBA MVP. Who who was your MVP of the season? I'm going to go I'm gonna go with our girl, with our girl Sophie, just rocking the, the mm. Sylvie character and doing it all while uh, nursing a, new, a newborn mm. and pumping. So, my, uh, my wife uh, definitely was much appreciative of that to be an action hero and yeah. to uh, have to go and uh, feed your child um, off off screen. I think there was a lot, a lot to put on her um, when it comes to, you have to make this, you know, we were just talking about the romance issues that Marvel's mm-hmm. had and you're putting a lot on version of <laughs> on Loki variants falling for one another without it seeming yeah. just rid- ridiculous. And now it's, you know, we spoke about it, um, earlier on uh, on a dark episode that'll be on the new uh, special deleted scene um, <laughs> when the there's someone you should meet season one DVD co- yeah. comes out. Um, at the very least, this is may probably you know probably at the least number two uh, relationship next to maybe you know Captain America and Pe- uh, Peggy. Ooh, ooh, they're better, Josh. They're better than them. I'm they saying they like they don't even do anything they have one movie together he's in ice and then they have a dance song at the end screw that they're better than them no, i'm playing no, my flag here no, oh, Peg, it's peggy just, does no. not get enough appreciation maybe oh, by season peggy, two peggy, maybe peggy, no whatever it is she <laughs> oh my god get out of here with this this is crap okay. this is okay. we have like no screen time of, of okay. captain a uh, oh they played a cool song and guess what they're variants they broke the time interesting they didn't have to pay for it so Give my man, give my man <laughs> Sylvie, give my girl Loki. I just fix those up. Give them a chance to do what they need to do because they're just as guilty. Get out of here. Number one hey, romance, you, it's solidified. Hey, she's already gotten the MVP. You know, we just, we can't have too much at the beginning and just, you know, be overrun by riches. We have to have something to look forward to for right, season give two. It to, give it to who's something the most deserving. Motivated. This is why so, LeBron didn't win MVPs all those years because they this, were like, oh, Steve Nash is a nice guy. Steve Nash is a nice guy, uh, but no, we don't do that game here, Josh. Look, I agree with you. You stole my MVP pick, and I think the bottom line for Sophie DiMartino, it comes down to this, right? She, We could have killed Tom Hiddleston, and I would have been sad, and I would have been bummed, and I would have been all the way freaking in for season two. So that's what you got to know about her performance. It was legendary. It was really good. And, and like she was, she was on like, and there was not a big show. I could tell that there was probably some COVID impact on the show, but she was going toe to toe with Owen freaking Wilson, who was awesome. And Tom Hiddleston, who was like one of the most beloved established characters in the broader MCU universe. And so I just think that it's 
um, you know, just props to her. You know, my second place um, would probably be um, uh, Owen Wilson himself. I think he kind of really lit the season on fire at the beginning. He kind of fell out at the end um, a little bit. So I think that, but I, I, I really hope we get him back. He seemed to be having a lot of fun, uh, which I'm super into. And when those guys, these big actors look like they're having a lot of fun and they're not just there for the paycheck, then, then that's what I'm all about. So, um, you know, if you, if you, if you had to sum up your favorite moment from this show, as we wrap up here, what, what, what's your favorite, what are you going to remember the most about this show? I think what drew, drew me in, I think if I had to, if I had to pick out a low, a low pointer say, or critique or critique is like you said with, with Owen, he, he did see, he, it seemed like he fell, fell by the wayside, just, just a tad uh, toward, towards the end. You had these first two episodes, just these, amazingly entertaining scenes between him between him and Hiddle, and Hiddleston and I was just hooked from the start and we we talked about how excited we were for a whole season of of that but it seemed just kind of by the it seemed by the end um he was there but he just it just just wasn't quite you know after the way the season started um it just kind of fell off at the end for him but I am glad that he's still around I think there's still a lot of excitement there for season two with them but when I go back to my favorite yeah favorite moments uh even though Sylvie's our MVP um just seeing uh Hiddleston and uh Wilson just have a tennis match <laughs> just in a, yeah. a little interrogation interrogation yeah. room you could have a 10 episode season of just of just that <laughs> alone yeah. and I and I would be I'd be all in I think there's just there's just a spark between between those two that there could have been zero far less stakes than what we're dealing with and you would you would follow them follow them anywhere so just seeing them kind of figure uh figure things out in the first half um that that was the that was the hook for me to get invested in the season um but just the way uh i guess in addition to that was really uh this building of um the theme the overarching theme throughout the season of just what what makes a loki and what 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 kind of a person does a Loki want to be in kind of the battle of trying to fight fight fate um if you will um that all of them team team the battle even when they team up with the variants uh, in episode um in episode five they're all kind of fi- fighting some worldview some perception that they all have and that was really cool to see at the end even with uh with Kang I'm just gonna say Kang because it's easy it's not easier King, but go ahead you, go ahead go ahead, go ahead not Kang so uh maybe just not king so when they're talking yeah. to not king at the at the end did you have this both of them come together after everything they've been through it really was one of the better like emo- emotional scenes i'd even put it up there you know with hawkeye and black widow and uh in endgame having to fight over for the soul stone yeah there. Um, hey, that paid that paid off in that movie by the way so, <laughs> absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah. and just yeah and just you uh you wanted you wanted it to pan out, but just the way it's set up, it just, um, you knew it just wasn't going to go that way just because of the paths that they've traveled. So they, they laid it, they laid it out just so, so well. And it was exciting to, to see it, to see it just kind of unravel as the season season went and to end it in a way where you just, you can't wait to see how it continues and how they'll find their way back uh, to one another in season two. How about you? So what were you, what were some of your favorite moments? 
Yeah, the ending. I mean, the final episode met all my expectations. I can't remember the time I was most excited. I was like, oh my gosh, it's him. And then, you know, and then the performance, I was genuinely just like, this is so damn good. Um, But, you know, I'm excited to dig in. I think my nitpick would probably be the Ravona, right? So in in comics canon, uh, Kang, the actual Kang, not the one that you keep calling Kang, and Ravona are romantically involved many times of that. So is she going to travel through that door to go find this variant Kang, the Conqueror, and, and, and find find a different universe where they're maybe in love or where that comes. So that's what I'm looking to more. Um, you know, I ultimately thought the whole theme of this of like who you are, how you escape the predestination of free will, and like why that last episode was so fascinating is because while the the complex options they were presented with was really Kang. This, his performance was kind of screamed that he already knew how this was going to go, what the answer was. It was a choice, but it wasn't a choice. And I think some of those, some of those storylines is just something that I'm super drawn to. So I had a blast. I'm going to miss this show. I really hope it comes back sooner rather than later. Um, and, and it's definitely, um, you know, I'm ready to say, I think it's in my top five Marvel um, moving forward so it's just a big which is a big thing and I and I also um, I think I predicted that before the season so I'm certainly cheating uh, but you know maybe maybe uh, that we knew this all along I mean maybe my timeline was just meant to be always right Josh have we ever thought about that maybe or this is just our <laughs> nexus event right, <laughs> right now this may be uh, it's among the favorites but I, I really may put it as maybe among the most vital viewings like if you're if someone is like i need to catch up on this what should i watch mm-hmm. you're probably put you're probably putting loki in probably in the in the top five like among avengers movies and may you know maybe yeah. captain, captain america because just so like so much is gonna stem from the event events of this show in a way that wandavision and falcon winter soldier just did oh, yeah. didn't do we have so coming up um, in August, we have we have the show What If, which will just be kind of a fun, you know, just alternate versions of storylines, though they did announce that it is, a, I heard it was going to be, it is official canon now, which wasn't announced uh, before. But then, uh, but then looking ahead past that, you have the new Hawkeye, Hawkeye show. Moving forward, do you think the shows will have that importance to them that this season se- seemed to have as far as it, how it affects the time the the timeline as as a whole or do you think this was kind of diamond in the rough and the shows will be more you know character building but still kind of overall maybe like a filler and connected tissue between movies yeah you know you lose like captain america you lose iron man you kind of are breaking the mcu into these like mystical universe and then these very like street level gangs right so you have like the whole like wanda doctor strange and now Loki and Kang and all these individuals, while then you have your Black Widows and you have your, um, you have your Hawkeye shows coming up and the Mrs. Hulk or, and all these things where I think they're going to be much more ground level people that are doing this. I mean, we're certainly seem to be headed towards a young Avengers universe, but I think it's going to be a mix of both. I think it's gonna be a mix of both. Um, but I, I, I would I mean, Dr. Strange has got a lot to do and clean up. And then I think you have to ask yourself of 
you know, with, with the event that we saw in this episode finale, where did that play out in these new shows? Where does it play out in these new movies? You know, the multiverse of madness, we know that King is going to be the bad guy in the next eight man. We know that, um, that Wanda heard her children. Was that during the same moment that, that Sylvia and Loki killed, uh, he who reigns. So I think we're, it's going to be a nice mix of both. Um, I like both. I think I like the street level stuff even a little bit more. Um, but I certainly think they're executing on a different level right now with kind of some of the mysticism stuff. Um, I just didn't think Falcon and Sorcerer was very good. Uh, overall, I think it like it established an important character, but I, I don't really have a desire to revisit that. So I mentioned to you before the pod and I just got to I got to make it public. So we had the within was it five was it five days. You had the Black Widow premiere uh, followed by this Loki season finale. We watched Black Widow the weekend before by Wednesday night when I'd watched the Loki finale. I'd almost completely forgotten what happened at Black Black Widow. You're being I, harsh. You're being harsh. Uh, Josh, it's, as an early investor on Pew Peninsula, I've been saying this since day one before people didn't even know who Florence Pew was. It's just great when you're when you're when the stocks are rising. I was AMC before AMC was a thing. You're being harsh. Is that Black Widow was a good movie? It was a good movie. It was it, it was in, it was entertaining. I think it just speaks more to just how fun the finale of Loki Loki yeah. was. Where when I look back at Black Widow, it definitely. I think in this, I'm not saying anything new here. I definitely got hurt by the delays and the original where, when it was supposed to be uh, Mm -hmm. released. Um, If it gets released, was it 2019? Was it? Uh, Yeah. I guess I've been writing for the December or spring or spring 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, So it the placement of that, it just, it would have been a lot more impactful and probably would have been a bit, better sent off it's still just it's a fun like it was worth it was worth the premiere access on disney plus um that we used for it and it's worth going to see a theater for but when it comes to i guess the you know we spoke of so much stakes and importance and impact that loki has and i just it uh, when i think back on black widow um i just it was fun it was it was entertaining but it just doesn't have that essential quality in my in my opinion, so we'll just go ahead and and re and recap it real quick. So spoil, spoilers ahead. If you've not seen if you've not seen Black Widow, it takes place in between Captain America: Civil War and Infinity War. That is where we're taking place. It's fresh off the events of Civil War, where Natasha, aka Black Widow, is on is on the run from Thunderbolt Ross, um, trying to stay in hiding. So she decides to uh, to head to head back home because she runs into uh, her si- her sister who was part of a, uh, a supermodel assassin squad um, from Ru- from Russia. Um, they're they're <laughs> they're being controlled by a man in the by a man in the sky, telling them to kill kill folks. But her uh, her sister Yelena uh, Florence Pugh um just i was about to say future superstar but she she's, she's already, here baby she's, already, she's here she's she's, she's here she's been she's been here if you haven't noticed then you ain't watching she's been unhypnotized by this new formula that gets these supermodel assassins out of this train out of this trance yelena um let scarlet i was about to say scarlet witch black <laughs> <laughs> um black widow scarlet johansson she tells her hey the person you thought 
you took care of long ago. He's still around. You didn't, you didn't kill him like he thought you did. You should come, you should come help. So Scar Joe says, all right, I'll go see my fam. They rescue their pops or adopted, adopted pops. Um, rescue him out of prison. Uh, Mr. David Harbor, Stranger Things fame, just having, having a grand old time throughout the film. They rescue him. They meet up with, uh, with Rachel Weiss, who my wife found out was actually my uh, childhood crush. Um, shout out to the mummy. Shout out to the yeah, mummy. Yeah, I was about to say. Mummy returns. Brandon I know where Frazier. that happened. <laughs> Side, sidebar, I was very happy. Uh, there's a new movie on HBO, No Sudden Moves, and we have a brief Brendan Fraser appearance, and I was just very yeah. happy to see him. Yeah. See him back. Rachel <laughs> Rachel Vise and Brendan Fraser both have uh, aged the same. They both look identical that they did in The Mummy, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brendan. Yes, absolutely. Brendan Fraser has a does has not aged a day uh, since since the mummy since the mummy days. It still looks like he could take uh, he could take on the undead. Uh, anyways, they they get together, they meet up, they rendezvous. Scarjo and Yelena. I'm mixing up like real real names and character names. I don't care. Um, they tell their they tell their uh, adopted mom pops, hey, things weren't that fun with their when they were younger. Their pops is like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad on that. Uh, they still they have a good they have a good little reunion at a cabin, but then they get captured uh, by the man in the sky. He captures ScarJo. Yeah, they have they're in the <laughs> I'm screwing this up. They get ca- they get captured. Go, man in the sky, Mister Mr. Drakeoff, who's been pulling a string since the Clinton since, since the Clinton years. Mm. Um, he tells ScarJo, "Man, I'm gonna get all these supermodels, and we're just gonna take we're gonna take over the world." Says his master plan. ScarJo's like, "No, I'm gonna kill you," but she can't because he has a special uh, clone, maybe made by Dennis Feinstein, where uh, that gives off some pheromone that she is unable to harm him in any, in any way. I don't want to spoil anything from there. Shenanig- shenanigans ensue. The good the good guy the good guys. Went out, Mr. Drake, Mr. Drakeoff goes down, goes down in the end. Um, the family has a nice little fair farewell. Thanks for the thanks for the memories. And uh-huh. we say we say farewell to uh to the Scarjo era. And then we have a little post-credit scene with uh, Florence Pugh paying her condolences, and then the wonderful Julie Louis Dreyfus shows up, um, which would have originally been her first appearance. Um, mm-hmm. if, if things would have been released um, in their original timeline. Um, but then she says, hey, you want to get back at the person who killed your sister, shows her a photo of, uh, of the Hawkeye, and we go to Black from there. So we're on the go of the Florence Pugh Black Widow era. Vince mentioned the Young Avengers po- uh, po- possibilities there, and certainly probably some future implications for the upcoming uh, Hawkeye TV show coming up at the end of the year. Um, that was my uh, half-assed <laughs> summer summary of it, but I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good callback to the good old days of, of Marvel where you just had good fun action, good, good quips, one-liners um, kind of, kind of a stale uh, villain there and uh, not much not much else uh to it 
I thought the top, I, um, my favorite parts, um, probably the, whoever's the casting director for Marvel, these movies is not getting, not getting paid enough. Just perfect, perfect casting, perfect chemistry with, with Harbor, Vice, Pew, and Johansson. They were crushing it and having, having a good time. So I could have spent, I could have spent the whole movie with their too, but I felt like with the way it started, it kind of it kind of did something similar to Falcon Winter Soldier, where it hinted at themes and issues that I felt like could have been stuff that we haven't seen yet in the MCU and could have been something really really special. But then it kind of turned into just standard Marvel fair, standard Marvel fair, with just really fun action pieces, but not not much depth in the end. Am I wrong in saying that? No, no, I would agree with that. I mean, it was a good but not great movie. You know, I think the overall impression of the movie is like, if we're being honest, Josh, like this movie would have been more impactful if it would have been made when it was supposed to be made in 2016, 2017, right? I mean, I think we all knew this was a prequel. We all knew where it fell in the universe, but at the same time, it did kind of land a little bit flat because of that. Um, I think the only thing that made it not completely forgettable was the performances by Pew and was the, the performances by David Harbour. I mean, they were just hilarious. They were fantastic. Two people that you're like, oh, these are memorable performances, right? So I think, you know, if you if you read about it, it's the whole reason this movie wasn't made is because when back before Feige was God himself, they he there was other individuals that had to make these decisions and they didn't think they could sell merchandise they didn't think they could sell toys for this female super care superhero character which is so dumb so screw that because we miss we missed something that we should have gotten earlier and it would have been more impactful if we did you know i think of scenes like her eating the the peanut butter sandwich in 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 game of being upset the sacrifice obviously that we're all familiar with and, and those things would have hit a little bit differently if we didn't already know them but overall it was great and like look if if them if that movie would have come out in 2016 we wouldn't have gotten the florence Pugh performance and because of that we might be off in a better long term but the movie suffered from it a little bit so it was good three out of five stars right I mean, I think I'll put it right in the middle of the pack, probably 15 ish of all of the Marvel stuff I've seen before. And not that I had any major, you know, issues with it. It was just, you know, the implications of it weren't there. So, I mean, but, you know, we've talked about Pew, we've talked about Harbor. I mean, what, what were some of your favorite things about the movie? Yeah. David Harbor, it almost made me, it made me long for, there was almost moments in the movie where I was like, are we going to have a Captain America cameo some somehow there are so many references <laughs> yeah to like alexi you know saying maybe maybe tell the truth maybe not of his famous battles with with captain america and how he was the uh what was his right he was the russian captain america he was the yeah red, he was the red red, red rocket <laughs> <laughs> yes he was the he was he was the red he was the red rocket um he was the he was the Russian Captain America of sorts, and he he made many allusions to battling him. So it made me almost wonder if we were going to have some sort of just appearance or can or refer reference to to him. So maybe long, you know, it made me uh, made me sad, you know, about him being you know being gone at least at least for now because you've had these now in both and two and now a show and a movie you've had these new brand new characters and falcon winter soldier 
it was with Isaiah Brad, it was with Isaiah Bradley, and now here with Alexi, um, two characters that have these really cool, unique connections um, to both Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Where I would love to see if there's some way to have a flashback where Isaiah Bradley and Winter Soldier fought, and apparently Isaiah took it to Winter Soldier, and then made these infamous uh, tales that Alexi's talking about with the uh, Cap. Captain America he was just having a fun time just it's hard to argue he was living better than David Harbour right now between this and Stranger Things just and uh making making the dad bod a cool uh, a cool fashion mm-hmm. um it's what we all it's what we all aspire aspire to so the ban- yeah the banter was banter was just really fun to follow and it kept it kept me hooked throughout it what were some of your favorites yeah, I mean, I think the the making fun of her jump pose from Florence Pugh, the, the ibuprofen line, I mean, I could name it pretty much any time she was on screen. I, uh, you know, I think that was kind of the big takeaway from the movie. And like, you know, she she can be funny, but she layered it with some really um, emotional aspects of it. I was like, damn, I'm feeling all, all teary-eyed when she was like at the dinner table talking about that being real for her. So you know, the movie was, was, was good. There was a few things that I didn't love about it. Like, I think, you know, the, the, the whole like aspect of it, of just like, okay, well, she was on the run, but really what was she doing? And then like, I I thought it was really weird at the end. She like, she like stayed behind and then she just like, they drove up and you don't know how she got away. Like for this, like, I was like, wait, what just happened? So that was like super unclear. But I mean, I think at the same time, I'm glad this movie got made and it was kind of a, in my opinion, it was a fitting send off for Scarlett Johansson and the Black Widow character. I think she was overshadowed a little bit by Florence Pugh, but she was like an EP of this movie. She was a producer, so she was heavily involved. They seemed to really like each other and she seemed to be comfortable with giving up that mantle to her to move forward. I mean, she's pregnant. She's probably been making a lot of these movies. So, um, you know, I think ScarJo is one of our most underrated actresses, probably one of the best out there. She has a lot of versatility. So, um, you know, were you were you satisfied how this all ended for this character as we move into phase four? Overall, overall uh, yes, but could have, I think I think just I go back to the way the movie uh, the movie started and just um, the family living in Ohio and this escape escape scene that's just this really emo- it was in my opinion the most emotional part of the mo- uh, movie because you don't you you don't know uh, where Alexi and Melina the two parents you don't know their situation yet and there's this really just tra- traumatic haunting scene of them bringing their young young kids where one mm-hmm. of them is pretty aware of what's happening and Natasha and the other one Yelena is too young to recognize what's what's happening and you're just you're seeing these this imagery of them being taken off and then during the credits of kind of the uh, the brainwashing that was going going on so the way it began it made me it made me think like oh wow we're this is going to be this is going to be ep- epic and I feel like it just didn't quite it didn't quite circle back to uh, what it was building up in, in the begin in the beginning. Not that it was bad bad by any means, but there's still just there's still more ground to cover. I I feel like uh, by by the end. But yes, but looking but looking back, we've already been talking about it. If this comes out in between, if this comes out, yeah, like earlier around the time of Infinity War in, in game, it probably has a it probably has a 
packs a more powerful punch or even in its yeah. original ti- timeline. So it's, it was, it was just kind of in a tough spot, but overall, I think we'll look back on uh, ScarJo maybe. Yeah. She's probably one of the more underrated uh, when it comes to uh, the MCU characters. I don't think she's up, you know, being the, it's hard to be uh, underrated when you're the highest paid actress in, ho- in Hollywood. That's uh, true. But when, That's true. but when you, uh, but when you talk about, of all the MCU characters that have come and who's the most important or made the great greatest impact. She's really kind of been the the glue that's held them all together. When you talk about the yeah. Danny juniors and the captain, captain America's of the core of the core Avengers. She's just, she's been able to have these, she has kind of a special place with all those, you know, she started with iron iron man and then had all these adventures with captain America um, had the relationship uh, with Hulk you know, as best friends with Hawk, Hawkeye. So there's some kind of special connection um, with all of them. Yeah, she kind of, I feel like when you see all the Avengers, maybe outside of Thor, may, maybe, I feel like she's just right there beside each of them and, and a lot of their most important most important moments throughout, throughout the story. So, and uh, as far as the, when it comes to just the transition of like the Black Widow mantle per se that we keep uh, coming up, yeah, that was definitely by far probably the the best executed uh, part of it. It's just seamless going from Scarlett Johansson right on to a to Florence Pugh. You know where this this part of the Marvel yeah. universe is stronger than ever and is going to li- live on through many many more phases. However, you know whenever this journey journey ends, if you were quick uh, quick power rankings, if you had uh, looking at the uh, the ScarJo um, MCU uh, rankings. What would be your top three as far as movie movies where Black Widow is involved? Definitely Winter Soldier one, uh, great mass reveal. Um, after that, probably Civil War, um, just because she plays a pretty crucial role in that. She busts them out, uh, and then the third, you know, besides this one, I think it's not fair. I'm doing non-title movies, but the third would probably be would probably be um, Infinity War just because she has some good battle scenes, especially with um, Carrie Coon's character and different things like that. And she's part of the the train reveal during the opening credits when people were hyping in the movie theater. So yeah, I think the MCU did her a little dirty at the beginning and they think they kind of bounced back from that. So I've always appreciated um, a good, a good redemption story. So um, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. I think you're, you're exactly right. We're going to get a pretty, pretty uh, clear transition here of what's going on and 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 i think they they kind of nailed it on the whole replacement aspect of this so should we should we fire off some hot takes before we before we close it up i do let's grade some takes it's everybody's favorite segment it has been lying dormant far too long it is bursting at the seams (laughs) let's (laughs) let's get to it Vinny. First take, first take. So there have been reports. Um, it's now been two weekends that Black Widow's out. Um, second weekend, box office took a little bit of a little bit of a hit. Um, I believe it was about a sixty-seven percent drop in t- ticket sales. And now, the old question of Marvel fatigue has been coming up. So this first take, Vinny. After the sophomore slump for Black Widow, this is the beginning of the end for the for the Marvel MCU as far as intrigue 
and and fan investment. Yeah, that's a hot take, and it's uh, it's so hot because it's wrong. Um, look, like it, this was the only one that they've been able to release like on both platforms. I mean, I think like you're gonna see it's kind of in the pandemic era streaming thing is like super hot opening weekends, and then it dies off quickly because like look, if you're gonna watch Black Widow. You're going to do it in the first seven or 10 days because that's when the conversation's happening and you can watch it at your home, like where you're much more or less likely to get spoiled and feel more comfortable going to the theater. But if you're diehard and you really want to see in the theater, you're going to do it in the first seven days. That's what I did. And it was amazing. It was incredible to be back in the theaters. I went to the draft house. There was a big screen, that special sound system. I was hooked. I was so damn good to be back there. And so, look, I'm not that worried about it. I mean, it was it's a, it's a movie that doesn't have as much hype and it's, it's had so much going against it. So it's like, oh, 200 million. But look, with the shows, the shows are killing it with these new actors. They're going to you're going to roll Thor back out there and people are back. And, and my this is my prediction. This will be the last one that will be available on Disney premiere access. So, all right, come come on hotter with this next one, Josh. And then hotter. This one is non-marvel related this is their this is their someone you should meet related Mm. maybe the biggest news coming out of this you know for at least a little bit of the foreseeable future this is going to be our little our last marvel related discussion for quite a bit Mm. so this Mm. this take to grade (laughs) is uh (laughs) is things are is that our our fans have not seen anything yet um, until they hear our non-Marvel takes and we just, when we start discussing other movies that that exist that's coming yeah. up in the episodes ahead. That's that's scorching hot. You know why? Because I'm ready. I like Marvel. I like the universe, but I like other movies more. I like diversifying it. And look, it's loaded, baby. We're coming back. We got Dune. We got... The French Dispatch. We got Jackass Three. We got last night, late night in Soho. We got so much good stuff coming, and you know, thanks for sticking to us. If you're not a Marvel fan, uh, you know, I'm gonna ask you to re-engage with us here in the future. I got tickets to the Telluride Film Festival this year, baby. Let's go! Uh, and so we're gonna get rolling on some really good stuff. And look, there's gonna be a lot of new stuff that comes out, and this is gonna we're gonna revert away from the superheroes. So I'm excited. Uh, I was I was literally looking at Dune uh, stills all in character posters all day yesterday, just getting freaking hyped. So um, I'm, I'm excited to jump into some old stuff, some new stuff, some tops, start ranking stuff. You know, I love me a good list. So we're uh, we're back, baby. And we're going to keep going on this and, and kind of diversify what we're talking about. All right. Last take for you. This is in regards to. Uh... Um, there was a new trailer when we're recording this. So there's a new trailer for a little movie called The Last Duel, mm. <laughs> directed by one Ridley Scott, Ooh. Alien and Gladiator Woo. fame. Woo. Um, the Martian, just the you, OG go, Blade Runner, baby. Go, yeah, oh go YouTube gosh. it. It's gonna be exciting. My take, my take for you after watching the trailer is that I will finally reach. Uh, Josh, my will finally reach his personal apex. Um, once I get the haircut that Ben Affleck is rocking in the last duel. Uh, oh, man. The hairs in this movie are so wild and the scars and the way that ben, like ben Affleck looks like just the most ridiculous dude ever. I'm so excited for this damn movie. Like the blot, like in what world were they like, 
you know what's missing from this character is some bleach blonde hair for Ben mm-hmm. Affleck, the Boston mm-hmm. boy. He looks so ridiculous, and I am so excited for that movie. Josh, Jodie Comer, I don't know if you're familiar with her. I, I, I'm a big Killing Eve fan over here. She's, like, super great, going to be in a lot of movies coming, I think, after that. So she, honestly, the Killing Eve reminded me a lot of the Black Widow movie um, and Florence Pugh's character. So I'm super excited for that movie, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ridley Scott fan super fan and so this movie looks really good I, it was funny to be like wow ben affleck looks like crazy jody comer has some crazy braids and and ben affleck looks like a, a wild man matt damon looks crazy and then adam driver i was like you look exactly the same and so i was like good for you maybe you were always meant to do medieval stuff so one of my most anticipated movies of the year super excited about that um should be a fun one looks nice and violent and i'm definitely gonna go see that one in the theater so a lot of good yeah. stuff coming our way excited to get into it yeah ridley thrives when the when swords start getting involved mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. medieval medieval times um, yeah start getting involved so we are we're excited we hope you are too this is Vinny. i'm josh hey Vinny, it was good to be back Oh, yeah. Good talking I'm actually to you, gonna, brother. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna release this and make this public. <laughs> you, once, I won't, you jerk, I won't, man! I guys, I, I was on like a 45 minute burner of just the most beautiful content. I think I figured out. You know, I was like doing art house films, and Josh just threw it in the trash. So, uh, you know, we're we're uh, we're gonna get there. So, just kidding. <laughs> Love you, Josh. Love the list. We'll uh, we'll talk next week. Alrighty, take it easy. All right, see ya, everybody.